Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my host, Eddie Richard, and we're going to get you ready for the Ducks' 25th anniversary season. Uh, plenty to talk about on the show, uh, injury news, uh, the lineups, the young guys making the team, um, but uh, first we'll kind of introduce ourselves uh, since we're starting off the season again. You may know me already as Mike Walters. Uh, I founded Ducks and Pucks and, and then uh, have done a podcast and t-shirts and a few other things uh, throughout the last couple seasons. And with me is uh, Eddie Richard. Uh, introduce yourself. Eddie Richard is also a huge uh, Ducks fan as well. Yeah, I'm happy to be on the show as usual. And uh, hockey starting. Uh, I met Mike through Ducks and Pucks while I was in the Army. Uh, I've been a big fan since the beginning. And so it's really a, a pleasure and honor that I'm a co-host. And I can provide insights and updates and just talk hockey with everybody. So. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Eddie Richard also plays hockey as well. So sometimes we'll refer to different things going on the ice and, you know, what happens, uh, you know, as a skater, because uh, Eddie, you've done that. You've also played goalie. So you've got a couple good perspectives from you uh, being on the rink. So let's kind of get into what's happened the last couple weeks. A lot of big news with the Ducks. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of negative news. Uh, the first was Corey Perry and uh, the, the first preseason game that the, uh, the Ducks had against the Kings. He came off the ice and didn't play. The Ducks ended up winning that game, uh, as they did the, uh, the the second game against the Kings as well, the two that they finished up the preseason. But Perry was gone, and we really didn't know what had happened. Then the next day, the news came out that there was a pop in his knee, and then he was going to have to have surgery. And there was also some things that they were going to have to clean up, uh, you know, pre-existing stuff too as well. So. Kind of a blow, obviously. Uh, a lot of people got upset, Eddie, uh, on social media. People freaking out, you know, tweeting out "R.I.P. Ducks" and you know, "Our season's over" and things like that. What did you think, uh, you know, when this news first broke? Obviously, this is before the whole Casse thing. So, what did you just your initial reaction that that Perry was gone? Were you, you know, stressed out, um, frustrated, or or did you kind of look at it as like, well, we've got a lot of young talent coming? What was your take on that whole situation? Well, the funny thing was, like, going on social media and seeing previous posts, before it was like, get rid of Perry, Perry should go, blah, 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 and all of a sudden, 180, oh my god, Perry's injured, all oh, the ducks are done, this, this, that, so it's kind of funny seeing how that, how that kind of, like, came into, um, I mean, here we go again, that's what I can say for this, last season, we had all these injuries. Everyone thought, all right, this season's going to be different. We're not going to have injuries. And it starts happening again. You know, it started, you know, postseason when that Kessler's news came out. He might not play. Like, oh, it's starting again. I guess the dominoes just fell from there. I mean, it's really unfortunate. And I'm one of those people, like, I wouldn't want to see Perry gone. I just want to see him produce more. And if he, you know, and his contract was kind of bad. But. I mean, when he got hurt, it was just like, man, it sucks. And I was hoping that he would come back this season fired up because I'm sure, you know, these players know what's going on, you know, how they're doing. I'm sure that they see fans' comments here and there. So I was looking forward to him coming in this season and just proving everyone wrong and shutting everyone up. But 
it's unfortunate that in a preseason game, you know, he, he takes an injury. And during warm-ups at that, too. Like, he didn't even play that game. Um, it, it's going to be bad, but like I said before, it, it's going to take a lot of people to step up. He had 50-something points. I want to say 59 or 49 points last season. No, 59. Um, someone has to make it for those points. So, um, I mean, we, we have a lot of young, hungry players. So, hopefully, you know, you know Troy Terry is supposed to, you know, fill in that top-line role projectedly. Uh, hopefully they just take that opportunity and start scoring points and just start shooting the puck. I mean, Getzloff's going to set them up. So all he got to do is finish. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk about the lineups, uh, you know, projected for opening night and see how it goes. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Also, as far as Perry's concerned, he is going to be gone for about four or five months. So don't look for him anytime, basically, in the rest of this calendar year. We're looking at, you know, uh, January, February timetable. So he's going to be out for a while, and, you know, we'll have to see what the Ducks are going to do with these young guys, as, as we'll get into in a little bit. But the Ducks ended up winning that game that night. Uh, of course, the next day was the news and the aftermath. Then they went on and they played the Kings again on Saturday, and they ended up winning that game. But, of course, the story of that game was uh, Andre Casse. You had a whole bunch of different things going on in this game with him. Uh, at first, there was the play where you know he barely uh, touched Quick, and we all know how Quick uh, can be uh, sensitive and get upset about uh, you know his space. Uh, trying to put it mildly, but anyways, he uh, you know got upset, and then Dowdy uh, took offense, and he goes over and checks um, Casse and starts punching him with the gloves on, but still punching him and pushing him down on the ground. Casse gets up and still plays. Uh, later on, then he gets clipped inadvertently by a skate in the head. And then in the third period, which maybe a lot of people don't know, uh, he got checked really hard into the rounded glass by the benches and was seen going, uh, skating really slow to the bench and then shaking his head. And then he eventually went uh, back to the locker room. He only ended up playing about 50-something seconds in that third period. So at first the word was, oh, Kase had a bloody nose and, and there wasn't really much going on. I, I feared that there was a concussion type thing, and then of course the news came out that there was in fact a concussion and that he's out indefinitely. So now once this happened, of course, again, the wave of <laughs> negativity on social media, everybody upset and everything, but what do you think, uh, Eddie, as far as the, the cause of this concussion? Uh, I've seen a lot of people debating this. Some people thought maybe it was Dowdy, you know, him punching him in the head and going after him. Others are saying it's the skate to the head, and then, uh, you know, uh, more people are saying that, hey, he got checked really hard into the glass at the end there and then went straight to the locker room. So do you think it's one of these, uh, you know, incidents, or do you think it's a combination? Uh, what's your take? Um, I just watched the clip as you were talking right now. I just went over it. Um, Dowdy didn't really seem to get that much, you know, punches thrown his head. He was throwing punches, and he, he hit him, like, in the face – both hands, but when he went to go punch in the back of the head, it's, it seems like he's missing. Obviously, Dowdy doesn't really know how to fight, throw punches. And then the scene, the, uh, that skate to the face, that kind of, I mean, that looked bad. That could have done it, but I want to say that that checking into the glass in the third period, I didn't see that play, and I'm going to try to look for it and look it up. But like when I play hockey, I've been hit in the face with a skate. Uh, I've been hit in the, I've been punched in the face a few times. Um, yeah, I mean, getting punched by a beer league player is probably equivalent to getting punched by Dowdy because he doesn't really seem like he's punching that. 
I mean, you know, yeah, well, you know, really kudos to Dowdy for protecting his girlfriend too quick. I, I really, that, that's really gentleman in him to do. Um, but no, I really think, you know, that play that I didn't see him getting checked through the glass and then him leaving right after, like shaking his head and leaving, I mean, that probably done it right there. And with concussions, they're really hard to tell. They're really hard to predict too. Um, I had a, I'd say two or three concussions while playing. And I didn't even know I had them until days after. And, and just when I had to go to the doctors and, and actually get it diagnosed. Um, I had one bad one when I was throwing up consistently and I was dizzy. And I, of course, I'm stubborn. I had to go see a doctor until multiple days after, which could have resulted in a really something bad. But yeah, I really think that, um, you know, that, that that incident. Yeah, I'm watching it. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think. The second incident, him getting checked in the glass, is probably what caused the concussion. And just uh, before that play, too, I was noticing, too, uh, Dowdy again. Um, if you guys noticed that, the first play, he dives into Quick's net. So I just, I'm so surprised the league didn't actually take notice to this. You know, they suspended Cogliano last season and, and broke his Iron Man, you know, thing. But then they let Dowdy just go and pretty much accost Passe. For barely nicking quick when he was just rushing the net, I, I think it's ridiculous that some players can get away with murder, and others, if you if you breathe the wrong way, you're getting suspended. Yeah, and that kind of brings us to one of our fan questions. You know, uh, Jen asked, you know, if there should have been any discipline for Dowdy, and I think absolutely. I mean, to me, he just took a run at Casse, uh, whether or not he you know, clipped quick or, or brushed against him or whatever. I, I just the fact that he got away with basically, you know, going after him for nothing. I mean, not saying that they would have suspended Dowdy or anything, but maybe maybe they would have for a preseason game, but, you know, that was the last one that they were playing, you know, or they maybe would have fined him or something like that or, you know, something. I, I mean, I was, I was a little surprised, too. They didn't do anything there. So I, I do agree with you, though. I think it was the, the last incident where he got checked into the glass. I don't remember exactly who it was that checked him, but that was the moment that he was shaking his head sat on the bench for a second and went straight to the locker room. So, unfortunately, Kase was out, um, and, the, and the Ducks, you know, they were going through their opening roster and different things going on. We know that um, Kessler was still out. He did travel with the team to San Jose, but he wasn't going to play in the home opener. And we also know that Eves is still dealing with a, a shoulder uh, issue, which we had Lisa ask some questions about his status and it seems like that they're trying to test it out. He's been skating at practice, but he's not been doing the full contact. So I, I think that's kind of the issue there that's going on with him and, and, you know, obviously what's going on with the doctors and whatnot and them trying to figure it out. So, you know, you've got Perry and Casse out. Uh, Kessler and Eves are kind of on the horizon. And then you still have Richie, who's still, you know, in no man's land. Nothing's happened with that. Uh, you know, we, we had... Uh, one uh, fan asked L.A. Nick, you know, he asked, uh, do, do we think that the Ducks will trade him? Um, and, I mean, that's a possibility, um, Eddie. They, they could do that. I mean, he's an RFA. They still have his rights. The thing with uh, Richie is he's got to figure out something because come December 1st, if he doesn't um, figure out something, I mean, he's basically out the rest of the season because the Ducks own the rights. If you're an RFA, you you got to come to some agreement before then or, or, or get traded because then your season's done. So what do you think? You think, uh, you know, uh, L.A. Nick's question, do you think uh, Richie will get traded, or, or do you think he gets signed before December 1st? I have no idea. I, I, I think his value, like I said in previous shows, it just dropped. 
uh, I think, it, you know, some people like to hold off and kind of pressure the GM to make a move. But I think it backfired on Richie and he shot himself in the foot. Maybe he didn't expect these young kids to come in here and perform so well. Um, I know Randy Carlisle changed his system this season, and we saw in the Kings game that the Ducks were a lot faster and they weren't dumping and shaking, uh, chasing. They were bringing that puck in and making clean passes. Uh, gets off the shot a few more times than he usually does. Then he, you know, he passed a lot too, like he always does. Um, I think it's just driving his value down, and I think he's probably out of the four restricted free agents that were, you know, remaining. Like I mentioned, Miles Wood. They got resigned. He, he, he's not going to get more than two million from from the Ducks. I can't see that happening at all. Um, if any trade happens, I, I don't expect anything, you know, like first or second round draft picks. Maybe a, a bottom six player for him and a, a fourth or fifth round draft pick. Maybe if lucky, we can get a third round out of him. But personally, I don't think he's worth a third round straight up. Maybe. So it, it, it's going to have to wait and see who wants to budge first. Um, and it all depends on how our roster goes from here because if the Ducks, you know, if, the, if these young kids start performing well and, and they're putting up points or making great plays, then why are we going to bring in Richie and have to send one of these guys down when, you know, when they're gelling well and, and they're, they're, they're playing good hockey? And then we're going to bring in a guy that hasn't practiced with the team, that hasn't played preseason, He's just kind of like out there. And I'm pretty sure that there's some locker room things with that too. It's like, dude, like, why aren't you signing? Like, you are a player, you're a teammate, and you're holding off for money that that everyone knows that he's not deserved. So I, you know, I I really hope he's not trying to get you know a long term five six million dollar contract because it's not going to happen at all. Like maybe I mean, Ottawa's having a bad season. Maybe they might overpay. But I don't think uh, the Ducks will do it. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think Richie's almost become a lost cause. I hate to say that, you know, having been such a high draft pick and so much promise and everything that came along with him. But like you said, he's not going to get more than a million and a little bit. I mean, it, two million, I think, is is even high for him. So... You know, and the Ducks, if there's a sign uh, as far as that's going, you know, they picked up uh, Pontus Agberg off of waivers and brought him in. So the Ducks did add some depth with all these injuries. I think that's kind of a a sign there, too, that, hey, you know, they're going to bring in another forward because nothing's happening as far as the negotiations in a positive way with, with Nick Ritchie. So I thought this was an interesting pickup, though, Eddie Richard. You remember uh, Berg, he's the one that scored the game winning goal against the Ducks in game five in the playoffs a couple of years ago with Nashville. And he, uh, you know, played with Edmonton last year. He had a couple goals in 16 games. I mean, he's, he's not uh, an all-star by any means. And I know some, some Ducks fans were a little upset. They're like, why do we claim this guy? But uh, I, th- I think this guy's going to be a good pickup. Uh, you know, it's, he's a low-cost, you know, high reward. If he, if he comes in and does well and can score some goals, he's got some speed too as well, I think he can help the team out. And, and if he doesn't shake out, and, you know, steal Terry and these other guys tear it up, then, uh, you know, you just send them down to San Diego and, and you know, go with that. I mean, I, I think that's the key there. I, I like the addition helping out um, as far as, you know, picking them up. And, you know, someone else claims them on waivers or whatnot. They try to send them down. I mean, I don't think it's a big loss. But what did you think about the Ducks uh, claiming him from uh, Edmonton? So, uh, just like you said, I mean, we picked him up, and it's not going to be anything negative on us. 
he's fast. Yeah, he has those quick legs. So, I mean, that that's a plus right there. He proved that, you know, that 16 games he played in the playoffs that one year when he scored that game five. Um, oh, God, I don't want to think about that. He <laughs> scored that, that, that game when he go on game five. I, uh, if he scores for us now, forgive him. Um, like I said, it's a, it's a potential high reward at no cost, you know, to get him. Um, he hasn't really had a chance, and he hasn't really done much after that, that playoff season. He, he's had decent numbers in the AHL, so if he, him dropping down to San Diego will even improve them and help them more. So that will be good, but, I mean, it, it's cool to give it a try. It didn't cost us anything. You know, we have to you know, trade a draft pick. We have to trade a, a player, you know, like, like everyone still talks about uh, uh, Carlson. That went to you know Columbus and he went to Vegas. People freaked out because of what we got from them. So you know it's not like oh you know we traded so and so and then look how they're tearing it up and we just got this back. No, I mean why not give him a chance? He has a big opportunity right now since we have a lot of injuries. He, he's gonna play in that bottom six role. He, he's gonna have that speed that we all want. We want to get faster. I mean why not? I, I was happy and you know at first I was kind of cringing like oh man this guy no. I mean, first he scores a game five goal, then he has an Edmonton jersey on, and now, you know, he's, he's over here with the Ducks jersey. But you know what? He's a Duck. I support him, and I, I really hope he does well, and I hope he breaks out, you know, and and, build, and goes up to his potential and, and just has a good season with us and brings us, you know, goals and points and just makes, you know, his line mates around him better as well. Yeah, absolutely, and we're going to talk about the uh, the lineup that it looks like it's going to be for opening night. Uh, if you're listening to the show, we're recording before the home opener, so uh, obviously we're not going to talk about what happened during that game, but we will talk about the lineups and whatnot, uh, projected at least. But before we do that, I do want to talk about our uh, patreon.com slash ducks and pucks uh, website. We've had a lot of support on there recently, and we appreciate it tremendously. Uh, we're giving away tickets to the home opener um, to the Korea game, the uh, Scott Niedermeyer retirement game as well. Uh, we'll be giving away some hockey sticks on there. Uh, we're going to give away another third jersey. Um, we gave away one on social media, so look for that as well. Uh, we also have gift cards uh, every month from Cool Hockey. So there's a lot of things that we're going to be giving away on there. We'll be posting some extra content and whatnot as well. And uh, we're not going to charge you as far as articles and podcasts. I know that some other companies out there are doing that now. That's not what we're doing. But we will throw in some extra content on there that's not normally on our shows or articles. And we'll also give you free gear. And uh, also a shout-out as well, which brings me to – we had a lot of people signed up in the last uh, couple of days. So uh, throughout the show, we'll give a shout-out to a few different people. We'll kind of do a couple groups. But uh, the first group I, I want to give a shout-out to is uh, Leo, Matt, Bob, and Bree. Uh, those four, uh, thank you for supporting us and, and donating. Um, you know, I've mailed out a bunch of stuff today, so hope you, you guys get those packages soon. So thank you for doing that. Sign up, check it out. Thank you. Uh, like I said, patreon.com slash ducks and pucks. So with that, let's, you know, talk about the lineup here. So based upon the reports out there from, uh, Eric Stevens and, you know, the LA times and a few other people, uh, this is kind of what they're saying that the lineup may look like going into uh, game one. And obviously this could change right before the game, but at least this is what we've been told. So it looks like, and we'll break it down. We'll, we'll go with, well, in net is going to be Gibson, which has already been confirmed. There's no real discussion or debate about that, but we'll break down the offense and the defense. 
So looking at the forwards, they're talking about the first line of going Raquel, Getzloff, and Terry. The second line, Comtois, Henrique, Silverberg. The third line, Cogliano, Steele, Aberg. And then the fourth line, just kind of the mix of all the new guys. You've got uh, Street, Roney, and Sherwood. Sherwood, another surprise that made the, the team. But it's kind of interesting. Uh, if you look at this lineup, Eddie, you've got, uh, you know, obviously several new faces. But of the guys coming up, uh, you have them spread out throughout the lineup. You've got Terry on that top line, Comtois on the second, Steele centering the third, and then Sherwood on the fourth line. I think it's interesting. I, I think uh, the Ducks are kind of going with the approach of, okay, we've got these new guys. Uh, we're going to play them, but they're also kind of spread them out throughout the lineup, which I think is a, a smart thing to do because maybe if you put a bunch of the new guys together, maybe they, they get too excited or maybe take too many penalties or something like that. I don't know, but I think it's a good strategy, and I just kind of noticed that looking at the rejected lineup for the forwards. What did you think about it, Eddie? I like it. I like the fact it's spread out. You have, uh, you know, Troy Terry up in that top line. Obviously, that might change, and and, and that's good. It's gonna force him to to give it a hundred and ten percent each game, um, and it's gonna force Getzloff and Raquel as well, like you know, to up their game. Because do you really want to get sh- shown up by a rookie? Do you really want Troy Terry out skating Getzloff or Raquel? No. You want to just you know be that example as the veterans on the team and as a captain and then Raquel is, you know, someday down the future is going to have that, that leadership role and they want to lead by example. So I think that first line, she's she going to make Raquel gets off and Terry. They're all going to just get better from that. And if not, we can always, you know, we, we can switch Terry around. We can move, you know, like Randy Carr likes to do, switch the lines. I see that second line, and I have drool coming out of my mouth for some reason. I have no idea why. I, I like this second line. It, it looks good on paper. Each individual person looks good. Henrique, when he scored a few goals in the preseason. Comtois, and I pronounced his name wrong. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll write it on the board ten times later. Um, and Silverberg, I think that line's going to be dangerous. And that that's going to be that one-two punch from the first line and the second line. The third line, I mean, it's kind of a mixture. You have you have speed. You have a lot of speed in that third line. And the fourth line's, you know, hopefully something happens with them. Um, Sherwood and Street, they're hungry. And they're hungry, and hopefully they just, you know, they work their way up from that fourth line and take this opportunity. Is, is You know, for them, it's not just the fourth line. It's just, you know, that's an opportunity that they're going to get in the NHL and, and do something big. And um, as far as goaltending, I, you know, I mean, I'm a Ducks fan. We're Ducks fans, so we have to debate. So, I mean, I, I'm going to disagree with Gibson. I think, you know, Miller should be number one. I'm just, that's a totally joke right there just because everyone likes to, you know, throw the whole goalie debates in Anaheim. So, yeah, I think our lines look good. I'm a little worried about our defense lines, the yeah. bottom yeah, you know, we had a fan question about that, too, and I, and I know I talked about that in previous podcasts, you know, um, about that, and that's what Adam asked us. He goes, you know, what do you think about, you know, the, the bottom pairings? And it, it, he also has his touch on the forwards, which we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more, too. But, yeah, a couple things going on with the defense here are kind of interesting. 
is you've got Fowler and Manson together and then Lindholm and Montour, which is kind of a switch up. You know, we've been used to seeing Lindholm and Manson together and then Fowler and Montour. So if that's going to stick, I, I don't know. I think that's a little interesting. I kind of like having Manson and Lindholm together because that's usually your, your best pairing, your shutdown pairing. But um, maybe Carlisle's trying to spread them out because of the bottom pairing. Uh, you know, that pairing is going to have Suster, Shin, and Peterson kind of rotating, which, you know, I'm not really fond of, of Shin or Schuster that much. I, I don't have a high opinion of those guys. I, I don't think that they're necessarily bad players. I just don't – I think the drop-off is, is huge. I mean, from Fowler, Manson, Lindholm, and Montour, that's what kind of scares me a little bit. I, I wonder how much ice time that third pairing will actually get. I think the other two are going to shoulder the, the load um, going forward. Though I do like uh, uh, Peterson, you know he's done did some good things last season. So maybe having, maybe uh, you know he'll be in there on the third period, and 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 then maybe Schuster and Shen rotate out instead of putting those two together. I, I don't know how that's all going to shake out on that third pairing, but uh, some interesting things. What do you think about the the shakeup on on the Mance and Lindholm, you know, uh, being together and then that third pairing, Eddie? I don't mind them switching the top four up. I mean, maybe something in camp. Maybe more like, you know, off ice that we don't see chemistry. Because that's a big thing, too, with hockey is chemistry. I played on a team before I went to the Army. And we were just made up of guys that were just average. And then we started, you know, playing in, you know, what, D1 division. Then we went to C, B, and then, you know, the very top division. We weren't the best skilled guys, but we had so much chemistry. And we'd always hang out. We had beers after the game. We'd meet up, you know, on different days and just play it like ball hockey. We just had that. So when it came to game time, I would pass the puck without even looking, knowing that my partner would be right there and just have that chemistry. I don't like the bottom the bottom line putting Shin and Seuss together. Um, I mean, you're putting two slower guys on the third line. I mean, they're both stay-at-home defensemen type, with, you know, don't, don't have a lot of speed. I mean, Seuss is 6'7", so his reach is to his advantage. So when he's not that fast, I mean, his long reach can, you know, create problems for the other team. I think we should have someone pairing with him that has a little bit more speed and we can balance the lines out. Because you don't want to put too much pressure on the top two lines and then something happens, an injury happens, and guess what? You're throwing all out of whack or, you know what, their gas come over time and they don't have that, you know, that ump to go and, and finish it off strong. Because the way it looks on paper, the top t- uh, the top four, they're going to get a lot of minutes. And it, it might burn them out half the time. It's an 82-game season. And then, you know, sometimes it gets rough. And then coming overtime, it's like, oh, man, I gave it all my all for three periods. I literally have nothing left. And you're going to have to rely on, you know, either a forward jumping in that defensive position or one of the bottom, bottom players. So I, I don't know. I would like to see someone faster paired with someone slower on that bottom pair. Um, someone more stay-at-home defenseman and someone that's more of a two-way on that bottom pair. Uh, as far as it looks right now, like I have no issue with, with the players individually, but I, I don't like them together. Well, you know, Kevin Bieks is still available, Eddie. You want a stay-at-home defenseman for the third pairing. He's still available. You know, he talked to him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we talked about that on the last show. And if you didn't notice, too, I posted a little interview I had with him uh, on the Patreon website as well. So if you subscribe there, you can hear what he had to say. Um, 
kind of interesting comments about the team. But no, anyways, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the third pairing is probably not going to see as much time, and you know it could be troublesome if, if we're rolling the the other two uh, pairs, uh, you know, a lot if you know later on in the game, and not early as much as you said, and then you've got to also turn around and lean on Gibson a little bit more. So that's something to watch. That third pairing is a little bit concerning. But uh, going back to the forwards and whatnot, uh, what do you think about the new guys as far as how they did in the preseason? Uh, you know, you had Sam Steele that uh, had that awesome uh, goal against the Kings in the preseason. You had Comtois that really developed in the last year. Um, Terry, we, we knew was going to be up in there. Uh, Sherwood was a little bit of a surprise as well. Uh, we had one of the questions uh, from one of the fans as well, you know, thinking about, you know, who do we think is going to produce? Uh, I'm really looking at Steele right now. But uh, what, what do you think, you know, between those four guys, uh, you know, Sherwood obviously more a fourth-line type guy, but um, maybe between Terry, Comtois, and Steele, uh, is there one that you think might, uh, you know, shine more than another one this season? Comtois, I want to say, at first, I want to say Steele, he's the most, like, popular, you know, decision amongst myself and fans, but the scene, Comtois play on the, um, the, direct, the, the preseason, he just, he was just, it was natural to him. It just the way he moved with the puck. He's so smooth. I watched him in practice. He just, it's it, he's a rookie playing in you know and well a preseason NHL. He's a rookie playing with the Ducks team at camp. If I were him, I'd be sweating. I'd be making mistakes, but he, he didn't really make that many mistakes. Like he was just on his game. He's real focused, and I'm looking for him to have a breakout season. And you know if it. it Unfortunately, I couldn't pick him up in fantasy because I probably would have picked him up on fantasy because I, I can see him getting those points. And I know he has that that, that ten game tryout, whatever. But I really think that he's going to make a stance and, and force the Ducks to keep him past that ten games. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him. And I'm and you know what? Honestly, looking at this roster, I, I don't think any of these players will be dropped down. Obviously, it's going to happen when when players start coming coming back from injury, but I, I would hate to see it. I just hope all three of these players force the Ducks to make them stay. I mean, if we can get these guys producing, we can possibly make a trade to get our team even better. We can, you know, we have more options. It's always to have, you know, a surplus than not. So, you know, the only problem I want to have from these 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 new guys coming in and making their stance is, like, just giving their nicknames. Like, what are we going to call them? <laughs> Troy Terry, I've been calling him, you know, tears as tearing it up, you know, a little, you know, thing of, you know, Corey Perry's thing. Uh, Sam Steele, I, I don't know. I saw, I called him Man of Steel one day because, I don't know, um, Bud Light told me to, and I just watched Superman. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I wish them all the best of luck, but the most important thing is um, when it comes down to the scoreboard, the Ducks are on top, and it comes down to the points, the standings, the Ducks are up there. So, I mean, I would love to see these guys stick around. I would love to see them contribute and everything. But, I mean, I don't care who puts up the points. I mean, Shin and Suster could be a leading duck scorers as far as I'm concerned. I mean, get, I mean, Gibson can learn how to shoot the puck harder with his goalie stick and score. I mean, as long as the Ducks are up there and standing and we're winning, it's all that, that matters. Yeah, exactly. I look at this lineup as far as the forwards. I think the top three lines are still pretty good. I mean, Raquel, Getzloff, and Terry, that should be pretty good. Uh, like we said, Comtois, Henrique, and Silverberg is another good line to look at. The third line, uh, you know, kind of up in the air, obviously it's Cagliano, and then you got Steele and a Berg. I'm not really sure how that chemistry is going to work out. It's a super fast line for sure. 
But as far as scoring offensively, I, I just don't know. I'm going to have to see it. But I, I think that's a good line as well. And then, of course, the fourth line is the fourth line. We all know how, how Carlisle likes to use his fourth line. So any, any production out of the fourth line, I'd be happy. I'm not expecting a whole lot um, there to come from, uh, you know, Street, Roney, and, and Sherwood, uh, you know, and whoever else rotates. Uh, from that fourth line though, is is more of that grit Carlo likes that that, that goon no, not goon kind of player. I guess they're called grinders now. Right. Forcers out. I mean, I don't really see that in that line, which I kind of miss. I mean, I Shin, maybe him, but I mean, I don't want Madsen fighting as much as I like seeing him fight. I, I don't want him injured for any reason. Um, I you know I can't really ensure what yeah I. You know, I, I don't want to see him fight either. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, maybe I'm thinking back at old school hockey, is I want that one player that, that's kind of skilled, that grinder type of player that can produce at times, but then can stick it for his teammates as well. Especially we saw the preseason, uh, the first LA Kings game versus Ducks, it was mild. The second one, oh no, you can tell the hatred was there. And it's only going to get worse for the regular season when the road games happen, especially tonight too. Because, uh, as you know, I spoke to Patrick Eves, and, and Ducks still have a chip on their shoulder. And they want to get back at San Jose. San Jose, you know, got better on the blue line. And, and we're, you know, we still have that bad blood for them and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, we can all just imagine what's going to happen tonight. And looking forward to that. And that. But, I don't know, I, me personally, I would like to see someone on that, that, that bottom that fourth line, more of a little scrappy player. I don't know, Mike, what do you think about that? Well, the player that comes to mind is Chris Wagner. <laughs> you know, that's the one that, that I'm still upset about that he's gone. He's one of my favorite players. So him not being there is, is one of those guys that it doesn't necessarily have to fight, but he, he rolls around and he hits everybody. So that's one of the ones that, you know, that I'm, I'm really going to miss. And I think you're right. I think that's what we need, you know, going into this season is, is a player like that in the fourth line. So we'll, we'll see how it pans out. You know, Sherwood and Roney are pretty good. So they'll be tough. But, I mean, playing the Sharks team in the first game of the season, it's not going to be easy. You know, you've got uh, Vander Kane is on that team. Of course, they picked up Carlson. They won the, you know, I would call it the Eric Carlson sweepstakes. So you have him and Brett Burns backed on the blue line, which is, is scary. You have their captain, uh, you know, Thornton back. Well, used to be captain, but Thornton's back for another season. So it's going to be a tough one uh, in the first game. I think that there will be some animosity. And like you said, uh, you know, anytime the Ducks and the Sharks play, and then, of course, the Ducks and the Kings, that's what we're going to see. So we'll see what this team's kind of made of, um, Eddie, going into this first game. Yeah, you know what? I kind of lost hope for the Saturday Sharks. They lost their biggest secret weapon. And I'm calling this right now that I think they're going to be a bust this season. Joe Thornton shaves his jersey or his uh, his beard? No way. They lost their best player is uh, in that Joe Thornton beard. Um, I, I don't know what he was thinking or what's going on over there. He did that. But I'm thinking that's going to mess up their juju for the team. And I saw the picture that was posted on Twitter when they were shaving. And I saw numerous uh, alcohol cans in the background. So I'm pretty sure that had a contributing factor to why he was <laughs> like I said before, it all goes with chemistry. Everyone's excited about Eric Carlson. That's awesome. But how is he going to perform? How are the other players going to perform? How the Blastic, the Brett Burns, I mean, you're going to have Carlson, you know, presumably playing on you know, the top power play line, getting those, those minutes. And 
taking the puck up more. How is Jones going to react knowing that he has another defenseman rushing the puck? Because, you know, Burns does the same thing. He, he likes to score. He likes to take shots. Uh, he was used as a, a forward at times. So it, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, I like Eric Carlson as a player. Like he's, he's one of my favorite players. So it sucks he didn't go, like, go to the Sharks. I really, like, I hope he has a, a, a great like, career successful, but I hope it's, like, never against the Ducks, and I hope his team struggles. And that, that's just my, my thing on it. So the Ottawa curse, I'm going to call it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want him to play well against us, of course. And, yeah, and I think that's why some of the fans are frustrated, too, because in the offseason, uh, you know, the Ducks didn't make a big move. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about that for a second about the lineup. But before we do that, again, I've got another uh, group of people that I want to thank on uh, Patreon for signing up. I want to thank uh, Karen, Peter, Robert, and Martha for all signing up. Uh, you can do it as well on patreon.com slash ducks and pucks. And like we said, we're going to be giving away game tickets and merchandise as well. So with that, let's talk about the lineup. So the Ducks didn't go out. They didn't get a big-name player. You have a lot of these new younger guys in the lineup. And I've kind of gotten this sense that the fans have kind of gone two different ways on this, Eddie. It seems like some people are really excited because there's a lot of youth in the lineup. And then it seems like other fans are very, very nervous. They're like, okay, well, we got a bunch of new guys. You know, we have no Perry, no uh, Kessler and Eves, at least for a little bit. Now Kase, we don't know. It seems like people, you know, are concerned. And so, what do you think? Do you, are are you concerned at the beginning of the season with the way it's going with all these young guys, or are you kind of looking at the positive and going, well, we've got all these newer players, you know, uh, you know, all of them have been doing pretty well. The ones that they that they've got on the roster now. What are you thinking? Uh, you know, as far as you know, your outlook basically on the, as we go into this first game of the season. Well, my general outlook and people that know me well. I'm more of a positive person, and I have a theory because every time I think something positive, it turns out negative, and every time I'm positive, it turns out negative, whatever. But with hockey, I don't know. With hockey, I'm always positive. I love the game. I love the sport. Uh, I, I played on Monday with my goalie. He's 71 years old. been playing for 43 years, and he just hung up his goalie pads. At 71, he's still playing the game because he loves it, too. He never complains. It's hot. It's cold. I mean, we can suck in front of him. Our defense can just, you know, not show up. He never, he just, he plays the game to love it. So, I mean, I mean, that's my mentality of it. I'm just happy that it's October 3rd. It's so fetch. For some of you uh, listening right now, you know, October 3rd, um, look it up. I mean, the Mean Girls Day, I don't know how that got trending, but I'm using it to, you know, stay part of the culture, I guess. Just feel young again. Um but, no, I'm just really optimistic. It's game one. We're all in first place today, and, and we're going to go from here. I mean, everyone's tied for the Calder. Everyone's tied for the Norris, you know, all those trophies. Everyone starts off, you know, at, at the starting line right here. So I'm just happy that I get to wake up. You know, I woke up cranky today, but <laughs> because hockey. Uh, yeah, I forgot my backpack at home. I still was smiling because of hockey. I left my lights on, my car didn't start, had to get it jumped. Still smiling because of hockey. So, I mean... I'm looking at this team come day one as we're going to be the Stanley Cup champions, and that's how I look at it. And that's, I mean, that's how most people should look at it when when you're following a team. Because if you don't think that your team's going to win the championship, like what's the what's the point of having a favorite team? Like why don't you just just watch hockey because you like hockey? I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to like dog on anyone, but I mean, some people get too negative, and it seems like they just want to be negative, and and 
when a team struggles or does anything wrong, they jump on it. No, you know, no team's going to go 82-0 and and go, you know, unscored on. So, I mean, I'm just happy hockey's back, and, you know, I really hope the Ducks, you know, give it all, give it their best. I, I hope we see a new uh, a, a transition playing style. Hope our rookies perform well. I'm just over, overall, I'm just oh, I'm excited, especially the Paul Korea thing and and Scott Niedermeyer. I know uh, Ducks and Bucks posted a, a video on that, and that's a motivating video right there. It's it's that's just like man, let's get it started. I, I want to just jump through a wall of my hockey jersey, start yelling, "Hockey's back, people!" I mean, I I don't want to get committed to a mental hospital, but man, I mean, I'm just positive on hockey in general. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look at this season. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. There's some concern, you know, Perry out for several months, Kase, we don't know. And then, you know, Kessler and Eves are supposed to come back, but we don't know when. But I'm kind of excited, though. I mean, you're going to see Troy Terry. Uh, you're going to see Comtois, Sam Steele. I mean, it's, you know, you got these newer players that are going to come into the lineup and they're going to have a chance to prove to do something. So it's, you know, very exciting to me to see these guys and see what they can do. And I, I think this team can actually do some good things. And then if they don't, if they do poorly in October or November, then I'm not going to be that upset because that's what we've done the last couple of seasons is we start out slow and then come the holidays, they pick it up. So I'm not going to be worried. I, I'm just really glad that I get to see these guys all the time playing now, or at least for a handful of games, depending on when Eves and Kessler come back. So I think that part right there is the fun part that you got to look forward to is the season. A lot of fresh faces, uh, guys that are getting a chance that, that may not have had a chance with some of these injuries and whatnot. So I'm looking to see how they do um, that way. And that's what you know is making it exciting for me uh, as, as the Ducks get going on this season. Um, you know, With that, again, I want to mention a couple more uh, Patreon people trying to get through the list here. A lot of you uh, helped out. So I want to mention also uh, a shout-out and thanks to Tom, Evan, uh, Ashley and Lisa. So thanks for uh, uh, doing the Patreon thing. If you haven't checked it out, it's uh, patreon.com slash ducks and pucks. So thanks for doing that. Um, you guys are really awesome. Thank you so much for supporting. I mean, this takes, you know, it's a lot of work. And a lot of people don't understand that it's a lot of work to, to do a podcast and to write, especially making graphics and things, you know, to make you laugh, to retweet, to share. It just, it, it's never just, you know, you're sitting there doing it randomly. No, it's a 24 hour thing. Thank you. And my bet's still on. Once we, if we hit that 25th uh, mark for uh, our Patreon supporters, I'll buy you guys Auto Patron. So kidding on that. No, but I'll actually show up to class in full skater gear. I don't want to scare everyone too much. Coming in goalie gear, bro. I'll, I'll go full skater gear with the Ducks jersey on. I'll live video. I'll record it and I'll take pictures. You guys can share it. Make fun of me. <laughs> I'll probably get kicked out of class. Who knows? But you know what? I mean, it's hockey, and I love the sport. So. Doing something, a bet for hockey, just you know, only shows my, my character and personality for the game. And we're almost there, too. We're at 21, so we're, we're getting close. Only four more. So um, with that, there's some other news around the league. I know, Eddie, you wanted to talk about uh, a little bit. What are some of the other uh, stories out there around the league that you want to cover before we wrap up the show? Yeah, um, well, I was thinking, you know, with, with Perry and Kessler gone, there's no alternate captains for the Ducks. So we have to talk, you know, see who's going to take that role. But the Rangers announced they, uh, they're they going with five alternates. Like, whoa. Like, what's going on over there? You know, I'm more just traditional. Just you have a captain, you have two alternates, and alternate goes down, and you have, you know, someone else to step in and fill that role. But you're having five people, you know, um, you know on that. I guess, you know, 
you know, I guess you're New York City, you want the attention, so hey, good for you. Um, another thing that's kind of sad, and uh, I don't know really, really what's going on, this was a translated article, I tried translating it uh, through Google, but um, Chris Stewart played for the Ducks, uh, I guess the team announced that he was missing, because he missed practice and no one heard from him, and then they, they updated it too, and um I guess he's retiring from his pro professional hockey career, citing just serious family problems. So I, I don't know what's going on over there. And but I, I, I keep in my thoughts and prayers, him and his family. I hope everything works out for him. I always said this: I hate seeing players go out when they're not ready to. Uh, I, and he just signed a new contract with you know European team, and I don't think he was ready to leave. So uh, I don't know what's going on with Chris Stewart over there, but I send in my best, and, and hopefully it gets worked out, and hopefully he's able to come back to hockey once that all gets you know worked out over there. Yeah, it's unfortunate whatever's going on over there. You know, he was a former Duck as well, too. But, I mean, that even taking that into account, any player, you don't you know wish you know any kind of family problems or whatnot's going on. So hopefully he does get better. Uh, you know, oh, another uh, one other thing we could touch on too, Eddie, is you know that it looks like Seattle is going to move forward with their expansion uh, for the NHL. The the league announced that just recently, so that's going to be interesting because the way that the divisions are set up right now, I wonder if they're going to have to do some kind of uh, realignment or whatnot. You know, what do you think about uh, you know Seattle getting a team now? I'm happy. I'm anything to move hockey and expand it. I'm all for it. The realigning is going to be a tough one. Are you going to bring, you know, the Red Wings back to the West? Hell no. Or, or, or no, actually, it's a booba team, right? Yeah, we'll have more. Yeah. It's going to be uneven, unless they bring in another team at the same time. Are you going to move the, the, the Stars to the Eastern Conference, or, or what's closer over there? The, the No, the Avalanche won't go. I mean, that, that's going to be weird. We're going to have a, a lot more teams. There's going to be a lot more competition. And Seattle's going to have... You know, big shoes to fill because everyone's going to expect them to do what the Golden Knights did and have that success. So, but, you know, I, I'm glad they're, they're getting hockey over there. One of my good friends, Lauren Barinhorst, she's stationed over there in the Army. She loves hockey. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure she's excited to actually have a pro rink she can go to. And that just means more, you know, ice rinks and roller rinks for, for the kids and beer leaguers and just spreading out hockey and bringing more fans. That's the most important thing. Me personally, and you can just sit me in the front of the desk and change my mind. I think hockey is the greatest sport in the world. Uh, it's the best sport, better than any other sport. Our athletes, it's just the whole game in general. So I, I like it. It's good. I mean, I just I wish them nothing but success, except when they play the Ducks. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what? I I just want to correct one thing. So if Seattle does come, what'll happen is is they'll go into the West, and then it will be evened out. I actually uh, misspoke a little bit earlier, but the problem is, is most likely you're going to have to put them in the Pacific Division, which then it would be uneven. Is what I was trying to get at. So Seattle comes in, they go in the Pacific. The Pacific then has nine teams, and then the Central has seven. So something between there is going to have to give. That's what I was trying to get at. Uh, not not so much not so much from east to west, but anyways, that that's kind of the issue. So you know, I don't know if they move somebody. You know, yeah, well, that's an easy fix right there. You could take Los Angeles Kings and go to Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. Oh man, I would think. You know, looking at the geography, 
I, I mean, I don't know. It would either be Vegas or Arizona maybe that would kind of move over if they were to do that. I don't know. I don't know how they would do it unless they do a complete shakeup of everything like we kind of talked about earlier. But it'll be interesting because, like we said, if you know, most likely they put Seattle in the Pacific. So then you've got nine there and then seven in the Central. So s- something's got to give and, and, you know, unless they're going to put them in the Central, which wouldn't really make sense. So yeah. something to look forward to, to how they realign that. Not really sure how it's going to go down. But uh, like you said, I'm excited too. You know, excited to see more teams and to, you know see the league growing and, and just like you and you know just enjoying the sport of hockey as well. So uh, we just obviously hope that they when they come in they're not the next Vegas team and they, they take the Pacific by storm. But um, you know that's something to monitor, something that's exciting. And uh, for this season, you know we're gonna be back every week uh, doing the show as much as we can, like we did last year, just on a weekly basis. And we'll go over those games for the week as well. We'll go over your fan questions like we've been doing. Um, we'll have more and more giveaways uh, through the Patreon website. I've got a couple more people to thank. I also want to thank um, Elizabeth, Dwight, and Scott as well. They also donated recently, so thank you. And like I said, you can get free gear and, and shout-outs and whatnot. I also want to thank one of my buddies, uh, Eric Miles. Uh, he's really helped out a lot with uh, promoting uh, Ducks and Pucks and, and helping me do things as far as interact with players and other things like that. Um, he actually has an entertainment company if you need any kind of like DJing or photo booths or anything party oriented. He's very good at that. He, he DJs and does things like that. And you can check him out at Entertainment Concepts on his Facebook page. So if you just type it in there, you'll find his page. Uh, a good friend of mine, he's been a longtime supporter, so I appreciate his help. And also, too, if you have a business that you want to advertise on the podcast, just let us know. Uh, we can set you up through the Patreon website. It, it's it's not just for fans. It's also for people that are looking to promote businesses as well. So this is going to be a tale of two teams, I think, uh, that we're going to see here, Eddie, in the beginning of the season. We'll see if they're, if they're going to sink. Uh, you know, and kind of crack with all the new guys and, and some of the veterans out, or we're going to see if they're going to get off to a racing start. But uh, either way, I'm excited for the season, Eddie. Yeah, hey, Mike, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, sure. Who scores the first goal? Who opens up the duck scoring for the season? Oh, boy. I, I'm going with Sam Steele. Oh, man, I should have answered first. Down to the Ducks Nation, they had like a little, you know, guessing game, and I picked Sam Steele, and I actually picked the Ducks winning tonight, too. What's your prediction for the uh, tonight's game? I think it's going to be a tough one. I, I think the Ducks can pull it out, but I think this game is going to be like a 3-2 to two win, something like that. That's what I'm hoping. Of course, if you're listening to this after the game, then oh well. But you know, we record this before the game and, and posted it that day. So if you're hearing this before, that's our prediction. And if, if I'm right afterwards, I'm great. If I'm wrong, then you can, you can guillotine me or, or pull out the pitchforks or whatever you want to do. But either way, like I said, we'll be back every week. We'll be covering the Ducks, uh, like we said, interacting with your fan questions. We'll have watch parties, too, this season, as we've done before. And like I said, just look for a lot of giveaways this year. Giving away a lot of game tickets, hockey uh, sticks, and things like that. So I appreciate your support. Uh, We'll see you guys in about a week. And let's go Ducks!